0: hey david yo so good to hear your voice so it's not great though what's that going to ikea when you clearly see on their website that they have shit in stock and they don't actually have it and you walk through that stupid little maze and you are like oh yeah let's meander let's do this let's just let's go make sure we like the color we're looking for and boom you get to the aisle not in stock Does their tag say not in stock? Yes, but for the other color. So we're like, all right, we're going to go get the white ones. We're going to go get this dresser set, and it's going to be great. And we get down there, big empty space. Then we're like, oh, maybe we'll check the other side. Big empty space. (sighs) Ah, nothing frustrates me more (laughs) than Ikea,
1: period. What time of day did you go?
0: Uh, About, I want to see... 12 31 o'clock,
1: on a, o'clock.
0: Friday? on a Friday not a Saturday well, on a Friday. It's,
1: it is also a possibility that they only had like one or two in stock and someone else had it in like they had taken it off and walking around with it very possible
0: so upon further inspection though the other issue was we didn't have a lot of internet where we were so we were sparingly using the internet so we weren't checking a bunch of stores so we stopped at the first one on the way home and then it was just all downhill from there
1: so what you're saying is that this was your fault due to lack of research
0: well no i wasn't going to check every single store's inventory well
1: do you know what's like not a, sounds like a you problem <laughs> do, you do you know, know what is always a problem? in problem. <laughs> and you know what's always in
0: stock your joke over mine on this episode <laughs> of the scene on screen podcast <laughs>
1: your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene On Screen
0: Podcast with your host, Sean and David. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Scene On Screen Podcast where... Things are back to normal. I took a, a well-needed vacation, and well, now I'm uh, I'm ready. I'm energized. I'm good to go. David, how the hell are you?
1: Uh, that is a loaded question. I could be many different things. I could be yeah. good. I could be bad.
0: <laughs> are Are you still mad about the
1: hamburger? Put the hamburger? Oh yeah, Sean went to Wahlburger. Oh wait, was it Wahlberg? No, uh, no, Weber's. Weber's. That's it. Sean went to Weber's. And then sent me a picture of it because this was way back in June during your uh, bachelor party. We drove past her twice, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go to Weber's," and both times we didn't. Partially though, because the lineup was like insane, insanely long. <laughs> but then uh, Sean sends me a picture of him there, and saying it's so good. I'm like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I would not know. No, it's it's been all right. Uh, I'm. Working back in the office now. Our office was closed for two and a half weeks of renovations. Uh, so now I'm working in the midst of renovations. Our office looks like uh, literally, you know, when you're driving down the street and you're seeing a, a building being constructed. Yeah. And you're like, man, that does not look livable because it's like half built. That's what our office is right now. So
0: I'd be concerned if people wanted to live in your office. <laughs>
1: I'm sure my uh, manager would love for me to live in the office.
0: Yeah, I think most managers would L- live oh, there. Free labor. You're just living here, anyways. You might as well yeah. do some filing. Yeah. So uh, we went. We went on a little bit of a journey. We uh, we went up to the Halliburton area. Actually, we were about ten to twenty minutes outside of Halliburton, depending on what GPS you used. Because the roads were a little rough, getting into this tiny little hideaway. We went to uh, the place called a place called the Beaver Cottage. You can find it on Instagram. It was a it was a nice little cute uh, cottage. It's great, nice, uh, hmm. nice nature filled. We we were able to do some uh, some small promos for TWB while we were up there, our, our trivia partners. But we were also able to have uh, some good times while we we were enjoying this the scenery. I, I would say though, I do this to myself every year because of the type of work I'm in. I don't get to go away very often in the like the later parts of the summer. So it's mm-hmm. always the very end of the summer. And this year, we struck out. Seven days away, two days of sunshine. Lots of rain and cold.
1: Well, you got a sense of what it's like to live in uh, northern Ontario.
0: Speaking, speaking of which, speaking of which. First, thank you, Beaver Cottage, for hosting the Scene On Screen podcast, myself and my other half. That was great. Second, you know, I forgot where you lived.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh I'm not surprised.
0: So I was we did our very first trivia at TWB in Kitchener. It was a it was a great success. We had a lot of fun. Um Only two questions were argued, which was not bad. Not bad at all.
1: Like like people were yelling at you.
0: One was a Star Wars question.
1: Which one was it?
0: Uh, Who is the original commander of the Death Star? And uh, somebody went uh, to great lengths to convince me that it was actually the first commander is also the person who built it and gave me a different name. And I was like, you know what? You can have the point. And then there was another one where it was like, what was the highest grossing film of the 2000s era? And the research I did showed the Dark Knight, but it turned out it was actually like Avatar. So there were, there was two questions that uh. were incorrect, but it was a lot of fun. We, we did a lot of really fun stuff with trivia and uh, in between some rounds, I would tell people a little bit about our show and some of the things we do. So I like, I hyped up an episode that we do with Max, like our, our cash or craps. And I, I was like, yo, and so it was like, where's your partner live? And I was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> like somewhere up north. And then I looked at like the table that has like uh, Chris on like Brittany and them. And I was just like, where did David move? <laughs> and they're like, you're so stupid. Oh
1: my God. Well, I'm glad that, you know, it was a good day. It was so good for you that you f- completely forgot where I lived.
0: Dude, it, that, that made it mind blowing for me. It was a, uh, it was a really cool experience. And I think over time it's just going to get better and better and we're doing another one on October 4th and maybe just maybe our Instagram will have some clues for it
1: so uh stay tuned is it actually going to uh have clues or are we just going to do what we normally do and say that we're going to post something on Instagram and then never do it hey that seems to be the going i, I was
0: posting <laughs> clues while we were away
1: this is true. I'm we're getting guys, better. I'm it's trying, a learning process. I'm trying yeah,
0: to learn Instagram and talk tick.
1: I don't I it's, don't it's it's hard when you have full time jobs, right? You yeah. Can't spend our entire life there. So uh speaking of living up in the north, it's getting cold up here now. Oh yeah? It's like end of September. And uh yeah, the average temperature is like we're getting like a high of like maybe if we're lucky, twenty. But on average, it's like 15, 16 degrees.
0: That sounds awful. Which kind of sucks
1: because the winter was so long this year. Like it wasn't until really like beginning of June that uh, we had consistent like warm weather here. Like all the snow was melting and stuff like that because normally it's like. Wait, you still had snow in June? Like, yeah, like beginning of June, that's when it's like started getting warm because winter was didn't
0: happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, it was it was pretty bad this year. We had a lot of like uh, it was it was a bad winter. So I feel like summer just went by so fast. We really only had like four months. So I'm just hoping that we don't get a huge dump of snow super early in October so that I can put uh, Christmas lights up. I know it's a little early to be talking about Christmas, but when, uh, I don't want to be putting up Christmas lights in, you know, five feet of snow.
0: When, when is it too early? Because like, obviously like our, or like at least my house is we don't start really doing anything until November 1st. I grew up always being like, you can't do anything until November 20th ish, which was like the santa claus parade right Mm -hmm. so that's when the lights would go up you'd have a month and a half of lights jolly mint or jolly and merriment all that stuff here we always do a viewing of like just friends on november 1st and it's kind of like it's been our thing for the last Mm -hmm. six years seven years maybe so that's been kind of what we've been doing but costco's already throwing up christmas
1: oh yeah walmart still has has christmas lights up
0: there's a smaller Halloween section at Costco right now. Then there is a Christmas section. They have the whole row of of Christmas and then like two like little pods near the, the meat for Halloween. It's like your incredible Hulk costume and a bunch of like candy. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've noticed a lot of Christmas stuff coming up because I think end of October, like October 31st, like November 1st is that's like full on like retail Christmas. I'm hoping to get Christmas lights up mid November, but it will really depend on the forecasted weather. If the forecast is calling for snow, like second week of November, then I'm putting Christmas lights up beginning of November, but I might not turn them on until a little later in the month, but there is we had no real-
0: shame, no shame in putting them up and not turning them on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um my, at my house, my mom is like huge on Christmas. She would be playing Christmas music in October if she could, but uh, <laughs> it got a little intense some sometimes. So we actually set a rule for her that she couldn't start playing Christmas music until like December first or like the last the last week of November, um, because otherwise it's just nonstop Christmas music, which. Some stuff I don't mind, but after a while, like after listening to it for two months straight, especially when you're working in retail, right? And if you're having to listen to the the uh, curated retail music playlist, they usually start Christmas music like second week of November.
0: What do you think the over under is like there's no secret for those who listen to the show or who know me personally, I work in a mall and I'm 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 very happy in the position that I have. That's that's not what's up here. What's the over under for what day I first see a Christmas decoration inside the mall? Now I'm not saying inside a store because there's places like Bath and Body Works, Walmart, all them they already have like their little Christmas sections growing and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, Halloween's gone, yeah, or whatever. But you mean what like is the actually over...
1: put up for decoration? Like
0: yeah, when is what... the first day I see a decoration? Now I will tell you that last year they had you know how cadillac fairview at the company Mm -hmm. and when you were living in london there was a cadillac fairview mall Mm -hmm. there yep they have that big like ornament orb that lights up that you can walk through and they put it at every one of their malls it's the same thing that they ordered like 500 of them and dropped them in all their malls i saw that and i shit you not it was in the mall not plugged in on november 10th last year and the moment, uh, maybe not the moment, but November 12th, it was lit up.
1: See, I was going to say the weekend of the 12th, 13th this year, is that's when you're going to start seeing stuff stuff lit up.
0: So I know one radio station uh, in the area, the moment it turns to like noon on November 11th, no hold barred, it's done. And I know there's like, I can't remember what broadcaster in particular in Canada, but they do it the same way. I want to say it's global. So like Shaw, but they don't put any Christmas content up. uh, Like obviously accidental episodes happen, but Mm. they don't put any advertisements up until after Remembrance Day.
1: So it's like the minute of silence for Remembrance Day. And then (laughs) at uh, 1101 and one second, all I want for Christmas by Mariah Carey starts playing.
0: Yeah, that or Bublé just <laughs> drops like it's hot oh, yeah. and it's over.
1: Yeah, so, you know I'm I'm excited for this Christmas because, uh, you know I'm I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to work retail this year. Um, but with the way that Christmas falls and New Year's falls, uh, because if we look at Christmas, Christmas and Boxing Day in Canada, for people that don't know, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. That's like our Black Friday. Uh, those are both on weekends. So there's actually a rule, a law that if a, a statutory holiday falls on a weekend, then employers or sorry, employees have to have one of like the weekdays off in lieu of that, right? So it'd be either the Monday or the Friday. So most likely, a lot of people will have like the Friday and the Monday off this year. My guess is that will my office will have Oh, And New Year's Day is also on a Sunday. So my guess is that we will take the 26th and 27th off for the holidays and then just be closed for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then come back to work on uh, the 2nd. So I'm going to have like a week off.
0: I think you have that paid. lock kind of mixed up because so Christmas is a holiday which yeah, you like you'd get paid for it regardless. But um boxing day is also a stat
1: it is it is a stat
0: yeah so they're like technically speaking like i know in my case like being in a position that i'm in i only have to work three days that week but one of them is going to be the stat so it kind of works out that i get like a day in lieu and a bunch. it's Mm -hmm. so weirdly complicated i wish I, i i honestly wish that Canada or Canadian retailers would actually say the 30th is the last day of work for the year. The 31st, things should be closed and the first. Oh, 100%. I think that would be interesting. But yeah. do you know what's more interesting, David?
1: Video games.
0: I was going to say <laughs> in the last week and a half, I picked a bad week to go away, but you and I just couldn't get anything done. We were both very busy and we apologize to our listeners for missing. It happens in the summer. We're we're back. We're back to give you guys eargasms for as long as we possibly can. Yeah. But. What's shocking to me is last or a week and a half ago, Nintendo. Sony and Microsoft all had presentations. Now, Microsoft was nothing to, to cry home about at all. It was actually, for what it's worth, the weakest of the three presentations we saw, but it was also an ID at Xbox Fall Showcase. And if you want to talk about their bigger showcase that happened this week, the Xbox Tokyo one, that's all for Japanese releases, but they're down there. So I was, i as I said, I was a little surprised because these just kind of, I kind of forgot about them.
1: Nobody. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is there was the big announcement for Nintendo Direct that everyone was talking about. Yeah. And like then, three days before. And then sonia was like oh yeah we're doing a what is it uh sony's a
0: fall state of play
1: a state of play that's what they call it state of play which kind of came out of nowhere which there were some pretty good announcements for that one um and then i didn't even realize that microsoft had one
0: microsoft just had an indie one but this was all because there was no e3 so remember they were all breaking up their their uh their presentations i'm really Mm -hmm. excited to see what ea has coming because there's one rumored to be happening soon which i'm sure we'll see some star wars content we'll probably see the long rumored sims 5 we're gonna see a lot of stuff but we'll 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 go through these three presentations quickly because we have a bunch of topics and a short show so let's get to it ID at xbox fall showcase had a lot of really weird looking games evil was it a, a social deduction game that was dropped for Series X, S, and Xbox One? This kind of looked interesting. Definitely the one theme that I, I think I noticed a lot throughout the three presentations is we're back into RPG land. Mm-hmm. We're not third person shooters anymore. We're not zombie games anymore. Every single game is some sort of RPG. And the cozy gamers are the real winners of this this week's presentations evil looks all right
1: looks so it's, it's uh it's like like you said it's a social deduction game it's kind of like taking um some of those party board games and putting them into a a video game where uh there's games like secret hitler for example or uh one was it one werewolf or something like that where or, one or person the resistance Yeah, the resistance where one person is kind of like this figure that they have to and then everyone else has to figure out who it is, right? Um, It's surprising that it took so long for this kind of stuff to come out. You'd think that these games would be more uh, in, well, maybe they started development early COVID, right? And now they're coming out.
0: If I were to guess, I think a lot of these companies... And a lot of the games we're going to talk about today started developing after the wild success of Animal Crossing. Because, like, and I, I found uh, Cozy Gamer TikTok. And I send you TikTok sometimes, but you never check them. So I just text them to you. <laughs> so, because that, that I'm, way, not lo-
1: I'm not logged into TikTok on the phone. That's why.
0: Whatever. It's fine. Just, just watch the videos I send you. Anyways. Uh, uh, Cozy Gamer TikTok is a lot of the same stuff. And like we're going to talk about Dreamlight a little bit later but it's it's becoming abundantly clear that that's where gaming is going. Right Mm -hmm. now that's the pocket we're in. We're not in a lot of racing sims. Like it's not hey, there's Need for Speed, Project X, Project Cars, Gran Turismo, you know, like when they they happen Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. when every single game had a zombie mode or it was every zombie game came out at the same time. It's now we're in cozy games. That's kind of where we're at now. They showed off Wild Art Studios um, Born of Bread. I kind of liked the look of this 2D platformer with this... Mm-hmm. kind of weird animation style it was very cartoony but not cartoony i don't know how to how to describe the characters cartoony but they're not like the world is not like it's it looks hand drawn kind of inspired a little bit by like cuphead if you ask me
1: that's fair yeah i think it's on game pass already uh you really is- think about it Oh, no, I'm thinking of Not Beacon announced. Pines.
0: Yeah.
1: That's Beacon one. Pines. Yeah, that was a different one. Uh, one interesting thing uh, for any of those, I don't know if they've updated it uh, on Xbox, but uh, Microsoft has partnered with the website How Long to Beat. Do you know what that website is? Yep. So for people who don't know, uh, it's a website that kind of collects uh stats from people who have played games and it gives you a rough estimate on how long it would take to beat a game. So in the game details now for uh for Game Pass, at least on PC, it'll tell you for some of these games how long it takes roughly to uh to beat it. So Deathloop, for example, just came out on uh Game Pass. And if you go to the 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 details, there's a now I section that says main story 15 hours, main plus extras 22 completionist 33 so for someone like me you know who doesn't want to necessarily dive into a um, a game that's going to spend take like thousands of pun hours thousands and thousands of hours to beat it's a good indicator on see like how in depth the game is going to be but anyway so uh, what else do they have
0: turnip boy is back this oh yeah it I mean Boy turnip boys, turnip boy. It looks the same. Same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one game that I thought looked kind of cool was Resting or uh Song of Iron 2. It looked neat. Mm-hmm. It looked very it's like, simplistic. It's like a side
1: scrolling, like Viking type game type thing.
0: Yeah. It just it looked different. Yeah. I like uh, the character movement. It made me feel nostalgic a little.
1: Mm-hmm. We saw a little um, bit more of Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, that was probably the best part of the presentation. I, uh, I can't really say much about it. I do like that you have the option to play as the ghost. But then I immediately thought about how much I hated Left 4 Dead. And this is just Left 4 Dead with Ghostbusters.
1: That's true. Hopefully it's a little more. Wait, you hated Left 4 Dead?
0: Yeah, I hated the first one. Really? Yeah, did not Why? enjoy. It. I don't know. Can I can I not enjoy games?
1: E, e, no, no, you
0: can't. Okay, okay. I'm glad Speak. I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah.
1: Uh so yeah, that was it for Microsoft. Like any anything significant, really, right?
0: Yeah, there was nothing really to, as I said, write home about. It was a very small presentation. I personally hate when uh the idea at Xbox presentations happen because it's just a lot of meaningless fluff. They mm-hmm. show you a trailer, then they reshow you the trailer three times while they talk over it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meaningless. Do you want to do Nintendo or Sony next?
1: Uh well Nintendo's a little more substantial, I think, because it's Nintendo. Yeah. So let's let's do Sony first.
0: Now they did also say throughout the presentation that a uh, super Mario trailer was coming soon. I do believe it's going to air after we've recorded this uh, episode. It might be cool. Who knows? We, yeah. we, we could, we could record something small. Who knows? Okay. So in no particular order, the Nintendo direct was, I would say above average for Nintendo direct and a little surprising. Because I thought for sure with a Nintendo Direct this close to November, we would have seen Pokemon. And then I was like, wait, that's why Pokemon Direct happens, right? Mm-hmm. So starting it off or ending it really was The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
1: I don't or know how is I it, feel. Is it Tears or Tear Tears of the Kingdom? Tears? <laughs> <laughs> the damn, Do you remember that damn, whole thing with the English. soap? Damn English. Uh, tears of the Kingdom, yeah. So Breath of the Wild 2. Officially, got a uh, a name like other than Breath of the Wild Two. Well, it's uh, no
0: longer Breath of the Wild Two. It's called
1: Tears or Tears of the Kingdom. Tears slash <laughs> Tears. Um, no, but it is breath. It's the sequel to Breath of the Wild, right? But they had just announced it as Breath of the Wild Two years ago. Um, but n- they've officially announced the the name of it. uh, Which is good. I'm glad that they named it something rather than just calling it Breath of the Wild 2 because I think it allows them to expand on the the story a little bit more and it's not simply just tied directly to that game, right? Yeah. Uh, Did you beat Breath of the Wild? you ready to take my Joy-Cons away? Did you ever play Breath of the Wild? I did not. Really?
0: I have a friend who's going to loan me a copy of it. But I don't know, man. I stopped playing Zelda games on my GameCube. I never played Skyward so Sword la- until you gave it to me for Switch. I never played um Wind Waker Remastered. I never played Breath of the Wild. And I haven't played any like the Game Boy or handheld games since.
1: Hmm. Wind Wakers it was uh was great. Uh Tali Princess was pretty good too. I never really played skyward sword until I got it on, on switch. But, uh, I got to the first like big boss thing, like the giga thing or whatever they're called in breath of the wild. Um, but you need arrows and you need a lot of arrows and I didn't have any. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I couldn't, so you just lost. I literally couldn't do anything. um, and now it's it's been way too long for me to jump back into that game. Well, might. you have
0: until May 12th, 2023. Yeah. Although you're going to pick this game up and not, you're going to play the first like hour and you're like, that was fun. And then you put it down and you're like, oh shit, I forgot about it.
1: Yeah, probably. I probably won't buy it until it goes on like one of Nintendo's like poor sales, you know, where <laughs> it's like 25% off. You can you now know.
0: get this game for fifty nine ninety nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, they showed off uh, fire emblem engage
1: yeah which you know i like for a tactical rpg series like this one's been going on for quite a while and there is actually a pretty dedicated fan base for this so that's yeah, coming the out.
0: internet went nuts
1: mm-hmm. uh f- for rpg fans octopath traveler 2 was announced which was not really a surprise to anyone um did I, well, I know you didn't play Octopath Traveler 1. You're not really into the RPGs. Uh, but it was yeah. a very well-received game. I think it uh, brought back, kind of revive, revitalized the the RPG, like the turn-based RPG styles, um, and and uh, like the pixel art style of yeah. RPGs, right? Because it it's still pixel art-based, but then also 3D. Which is pretty cool.
0: We shouldn't say I don't like RPGs. I just don't like JRPGs.
1: That's fair. Yeah,
0: because like I do play some RPGs. Um, Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line is also coming out. Uh, fan favorite spinoff series of Theater Rhythm is back, and it's due out February sixteenth, twenty twenty three, for the Nintendo Switch. What I thought was kind of neat is they're they're focused a lot kind of on how. Ubisoft or Ubisoft does their just dance. So there's mm-hmm. going to be more than 90 paid DLC tracks. So you can buy either a season pass or you can buy a regular pass or you can buy songs individually, which would be interesting.
1: Yeah, and I've played the demo on like the 3DS like it's a fun little rhythm game, but unless like you're hardcore into the uh, the rhythm games or like the Final Fantasy music, I don't know. It's, it. I guess maybe it's like just something like you, you're lying down on your couch on a, you're you're at the cottage on a rainy Monday through Friday.
0: Yep, <laughs> that sounds accurate.
1: Yeah. Uh, some, and long-awaited, N64 games.
0: Yeah, but it also right. was like a big dash to our hearts, just knowing that there is not going to be a sixty-four mini, blows. This, this announcement proved that.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a feeling that Nintendo's out of the, uh, mini console until the, the next, uh, the GameCube, the the mini GameCube GameCube, that plays,
0: that plays GameCube discs. We've gone backwards.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so a few big party games are coming out to a Nintendo switch online for N64. So Mario party one through three. Uh, are coming out which is kind of funny when you think about it because i just released super mario party all-stars was that wait was that the one yep the most recent one and it has like maps and and all the games from like mario party one through 10 or something like that so
0: well it's only four map four or five maps i yeah, played the, the shit the, out of that game
1: but the mini games are from like, there's a ton of minigames from previous games, so
0: it's Mario you know, it's- Party Superstars.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, so you can ruin your Joy Cons if you want, uh, to- by playing Mario Party 1, 2, or 3. Uh, Pilot Wing 64 uh, is coming out, which is actually pretty sweet because I've never actually had a chance to play that one. I played the shit out of uh, Pilot Wings on-, on Super Nintendo 1080 Snowboarding. Excite Bike 64 are all coming out. Okay, you skip the two biggest ones. And uh well I did that on purpose so we can talk about it. Uh Oh yeah.
0: no, leave, leave the biggest biggest one. Leave it.
1: Hold on, is it Okay. <laughs> Pokémon Stadium and Pokémon Stadium 2 are coming out. Now, the interesting thing about the Pokémon Stadium games is that they they integrated so much into the actual like Game Boy games, right? yeah so like pokemon stadium 2 in order for you to get uh correct me if i'm wrong but in in order to get stronger or better pokemon you had to import your pokemon from those games correct
0: sort of you could play just regular games where everything was capped at 50 so you could always do 50s or level 100 battles but it literally be the same thing Mm -hmm. you could bring your own party over but they would also hit the level cap if i remember correctly
1: so a lot of people were thinking like okay well they should have done something to incorporate Nintendo, what is it, Pokemon Home. Yeah. Whatever? Because you can transfer your Pokemon to that. If they could have some created some sort of way to incorporate that to transfer that into Pokemon Stadium, then uh cuz there's online play as well, right, with uh Nintendo's Switch online stuff. They could have done something to bring back or revitalize uh pokemon stadium in the sense that they could have some pretty crazy online battles but no they didn't
0: i think and i i think it's a gross misstep by nintendo i think it's a great opportunity for a couch game that you're going to play every so often mm-hmm. but as i learned this week which is something i should have known and i was just too stupid to remember it without actually having your console online, you can't play any of these games if you don't have internet. So it's kind of useless. Like I wanted to sit down and play some like super Nintendo games this weekend or this week while I was gone. And it said I needed a valid internet connection in order to use that service. Uh, But I've already downloaded the software onto my switch. So so I'm pretty sure
1: it has to just to go online to confirm something. Like it just has to do a check-in. I think once you do that once, you're good for like two weeks or something. Yeah, um, well, and because it had to weeks. up because there was updates and stuff like that. All you really had to do was uh, connect your switch to your phone's hotspot just to just to go online for like ten seconds, and then you could disconnect it.
0: No, nope, not worth it. So <laughs> I, you just I wanted I thought, to complain about it. Yeah, I did. I I think it's I think it's once it's on your system. You should be able to play it. It's not like your PlayStation or your Xbox, which also has that (laughs) problems in some cases, if you don't have the internet,
1: which is weird because like you have the license on there, right? Like you have your membership and everything. So the system clearly knows like there's a countdown timer to when you no longer have access to any free games or whatnot. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but I think part of, part of that is like the online check-in system for two weeks it's so that we couldn't buy two switches i log in like say add my account and download all the games and stuff like that and then just disconnect that one from and then double up on on being able to access everything yeah you know what i mean that's that's kind of the way it is but anyway so uh the biggest nintendo online n64 announcement by far is uh Mario Party. No, Goldeneye. <laughs>
0: 007.
1: 007 Goldeneye, one of the most played N64 games probably of all time in my household. I don't know about in, you, but it,
0: it's one of the I think it's on any top 5 list, it's within the top 3.
1: Yeah. Uh so that is coming out to N64 online with online play. Uh so that's kind of like a big deal, but then also it's coming out on game pass and people who have purchased rare. Re- uh, yeah. Rare replay. will get it for free as well. So it'd be nice if there was like cross platform play, but Hey, Sean. Yep. When that comes out, we're gonna have to play some, uh, slappers only
0: slappers, only slappers and rockets
1: <laughs> slappers and rockets. No odd job. Cause that's, that's, that's cheating. Always, that's cheating.
0: All right, so I just pulled a random list for sixty-four top five. Perfect Dark, Banjo Kazooie, Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, Super Mario sixty-four, and The Legend of Zelda: Arkan of Time. So Goldeneye didn't even make that top five, which is mind blowing. Holy crap, it's not even in the top ten. Who made this list? Rogue Squadron and Pokemon Puzzle League got in the top ten.
1: Pokemon Golden Puzzle League really? Fifteen.
0: Get rid of. Oh, it's IGN. <laughs> Fart. That explains a lot. Yeah, it explains everything. Uh, Next up, they showed off Pikmin 4, and they also showed off Pikmin Bloom, which is Niantic's next waste of our time.
1: Well, no, that's already out.
0: Yeah, I know, but they just showed off more of it.
1: Yeah, I started it and then realized that you have to walk around and shit like that. Wow, it's just like like Pokemon Go. Except you plant Pikmin everywhere and and whatnot. Uh, But Pikmin 4... That's kind of Huge. exciting. Did you ever Huge. play any of the Pikmin games? Yep. For, yeah, they're, they're I think I had
0: Pikmin 2 and Pikmin
1: 3. Ton of fun. Uh, Bayonetta 3 finally has a release date for October 28th. Um, I know there's a lot of people excited for that one. Uh, Resident
0: Evil Cloud.
1: <laughs> yeah, this crap. So for the cloud streaming, these for games that are too visually... I don't know. Visually, not impaired. Uh, <laughs> visually, what am I trying to say? For games for- that have their graphics are too good for the Switch. There you go. Words are hard. Uh, a lot of games are going to this like cloud streaming method where you're essentially it's like uh, Netflix or or Xbox game cloud or the playstation streaming service where you're you're streaming the game to your system so it does require uh, a constant internet connection but the downside is that if you don't have an internet connection you can't play these games like at all legitimately at all but uh that's fine resident evil is coming out uh what is it coming out it has winter when is this uh resident village or is village already out
0: Village came out a while ago. Did it yeah, not? Village
1: is out. So, Resident Evil 7, and then the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes will be available uh, on there. Uh, moving on, Kirby's Return to, Return to Dreamland Deluxe is coming out. It's the uh, Wii game, but like overhauled for the Switch. For so,
0: the 30th anniversary of Kirby.
1: Yeah. Remember when we got all of that sweet, like, anniversary stuff for Legend of Zelda?
0: yeah no
1: no uh so yeah just another remake of a game that came out forever ago um this was actually a pretty big announcement for a lot of final fantasy fans um crisis core final fantasy 7 is coming out this was a playstation plus no wait sorry a playstation portable psp game that came out a uh, long long time ago back when uh Square Enix was doing a lot of like the final fantasy seven kind of spinoffs. Yeah. Uh, this game follows the story of Zach and clouds like initial or early part of being in soldier and stuff like that. So uh, I think they have updated like the, the combat to match, the individual style of final fantasy this final fantasy seven remake so it it looks pretty interesting i'll probably pick it up just because uh i like that story i played that game back on psp so it'll be interesting to see how it's changed
0: yeah nintendo really didn't show off much more they showed off two more tracks from mario kart 8 deluxe so they're bringing in the merry mountain from the i want to say mario kart tour and mario kart ds's peaches gardens were part of the presentation they didn't give a release date it's just going to be holiday so we're getting one more wave before christmas and that kind of sucks because that's three months we're gonna to have to wait for eight more tracks and we only know two of them and they have not announced the other tracks that are going to be joining the game they also asked for fans to be patient of wii sports resort because they are delaying the update until i want to say december correct it was supposed Something to be like that, fall yeah. and now it's gonna be pushed back two months. Yeah. Sorry uh, guys.
1: I didn't even play the last Mario Kart 8 tracks. I did. I I played the first one when they came out. I played them once and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Didn't even haven't even updated it <laughs> to play the most recent ones that they released.
0: They're they okay. They should
1: they should have just come out with Mario Kart nine.
0: Yep, they should have but they didn't. And I think they're regretting it. Over to Sony.
1: Hold on, Back there's presenting. one more.
0: What, what what did I miss?
1: Oh, there's a few other small games, but uh I forget what this one's called. Never mind. It's just a game that came out on uh on Xbox. You're like a little fox. It's like a Zelda clone.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That I, I, they didn't show off any more of the Plucky Squire, which kind of concerns me.
1: Mm, that's true. Anyways, now, that was Nintendo.
0: No, they also showed that Harvest Moon one. Oh yeah, life.
1: another Harvest Moon game. Wow,
0: cozy gamers winning again. Yeah, right. Oh, and they did another one too. Or was that in the Sony one where it was the um it was a farming RPG where you're also like nymphs or something? You were like fairies. Do you remember seeing that? Oh shit. It was in yeah. one of the presentations I watched. Yeah, I don't remember. Um Sony actually I think had the best presentation of the 3 and that's saying not a lot. Really? Um I you know what Nintendo gave me more to like be excited about. Sony kind of just did Sony's thing and they were like haha Microsoft's not doing much we're going to say world exclusive on a few things and we'll go for that from that's there. That's true. They shut off Tekken 8 no release date no anything. The Pre-rendered footage looked exactly how you thought it would. Looks really cool, but it's still a Tekken game. I don't have a PSVR, nor do I have a PSVR 2. I'm very happy with my Oculus. I probably won't buy the one for the PS5. But I was interested in Star Wars Tales of the Galaxy's Edge. Oh,
1: you can get it on. You can get it for your Oculus. Oh, can I? Yeah, I got it on that. It goes on sale every so often. Yeah. Is it fun? Uh, it is it's actually more of a like you can walk around and do all the stuff that you would expect in like a like a adventure game um, but it's all first person it's actually pretty good uh galaxy's edge enhanced edition for psvr 2 it's just kind of like updated graphics and stuff like that because the uh, psvr 2 has a higher resolution and uh the ps5 is able to process to do better game processing than the Oculus is. But um, if I didn't already have it, I would probably consider buying it. But uh, no, I I have it on Oculus. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Uh, One of my favorite Oculus titles was also announced for PSVR 2, and that's Demio. Guys, if you are curious about Demio, it's great. It's probably one of the smoothest games to play. In your VR, Mm -hmm. you don't feel that that washy sensation after like sitting into a game for an hour. Mm -hmm. I think this game is the longest I've ever played with the headset on.
1: Well, yeah, because the games do last quite a while, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to buying this. Like if I were to get a PSVR 2, which depending on the games that come out for it, I wouldn't be opposed to getting one. Right, just to have the the options. The one thing that they did announce is that games for PSVR, like the first PlayStation he- headset, will not be working. Will not work with the PSVR two, which sucks. Which is stupid. So the developers would have to port them over and and, and make them, make them work. But I do have some PSVR games that I've purchased like years ago when I had the the headset that. It's like okay, well, that could help justify me buying the VR2 headset, but unless they make updates so that I can play them on with that, then I'm just going to keep my Oculus going.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with my Oculus. I haven't played in a while. I would love to play again soon. We should do that later. Um, but Demio is definitely going to be a crowd pleasing title for a lot mm-hmm. of people, especially mm-hmm. if you like that kind of board game RPG style dungeon crawler it's a lot of fun
1: and the developers uh, they just released what like the third or fourth kind of campaign
0: yeah I haven't even played the fourth campaign yet
1: yeah it's all it's all um, free updates too which is really nice
0: yeah it's not like uh, walkabout which is becoming mm. an expensive endeavor every time you play it. <laughs> it's three bucks every yeah, time. Yeah, three bucks at a time adds up though man yeah well like my, my game is $14 plus five coffees
1: yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, but for,
1: um, uh, for uh, how many hours of entertainment have we gotten out of that?
0: Fair. yeah, exactly. Um, looks like a remake for uh, this. This was the announcement trailer where they said it was a console exclusive. And I was like, I've seen this game before. Like a dragon Inshin.
1: Ish, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of history for this one. This is a Yakuza spinoff. So uh, one of my favorite game series, the Yakuza series. They are the beat-em-up Japanese crime dramas um really good so Ishin came out on the PlayStation 3 um or it says PS4 and PS3 in 2014 um but it was never localized for the west or like like never localized in English um this is a game series that has all the same protagonists and, and characters from like the traditional Yakuza stories, but more of like in a like ancient Japanese setting or not ancient, but you know what I mean? Like old classic, like samurai movies, Japanese yep. setting, right? Um, So there was uh, a lot of cries for this game to be localized. So this was a huge announcement that they were actually localizing this. Um I am one person, well one of many who will just buy these games just to support. I think there's uh the fact that Sega and uh the company that makes these uh I always forget. I can never pronounce them. Rio Gagatoku company. <laughs> they make all the yakuza games. The fact that they have been listening to their Western audience and uh, and and localizing these games, um, it's amazing. And it's not just like a localization, like they've remade the game. So it's not using the Dragon engine that they developed. I think this was in Unreal Engine 4. So it does look a little... not. It doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look as good as games like Judgment and... Uh, yakuza 5 and whatnot because
0: but what do you expect it's a remake from a ps3 game
1: no ps4 game but it's like localized so like they updated the the graphics engine but uh pretty excited for that one i've purchased all of the yakuza games like day one um i know that they usually go on discount anyways but uh that's something that i will support the developers for
0: Um, yeah um next up they showed off Uh, the exclusive Haunted Hogsmeade DLC that only PlayStation will get for Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, I watched this with my other half who's very interested in this game. Um, And we always talked about getting, when we got the PS5, Uh we were going to get this game specifically as one of the games that Uh was part of it, right? It was like the condition to buying it after she agreed blindly to letting me buy it. (laughs) With, With that being said... God, this game's starting to look good, man. If you pre-order it, you go, I think they said in the trailer, I might be wrong, but is it a pre-order bonus or it's just an exclusive quest?
1: It's just an with exclusive with some cosmetics. And you know what? Microsoft should sue Sony for that because by having that exclusive quest on PlayStation, they are prohibiting and limiting the potential sales of the game on and alienating Xbox, gamers on Xbox consoles.
0: So, the other good thing that came with this aside from that joke was we have a release date of February 10th. We now have a release date from the delay for Hogwarts legacy. I'm very interested in playing this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if I'm going to be able to touch my PlayStation because it's going to disappear. It's just going to leave my hands. Um, but
1: I, I see I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I don't really care about any of the lore or any of that stuff. I I think I've seen like three of the 12 movies well, or something like that. It's,
0: it's before Harry Potter existed.
1: Yeah. So I'm not super excited for the game, but I know that eventually it will go on sale. So I'll probably pick it up when it goes on sale. Maybe like half price or something like that, because I don't I can't justify buying it. Can, can launch. almost
0: guarantee this will be a launch title Um, uh, the most interesting game i thought from the presentation is the next one pacific drive this game i had no idea what it really was it was like a dystopian type world but when you when uh they're pulling up to that i guess it looks kind of like a motel in that beat up old station wagon i'm like oh is this gonna be like a a slasher game what's kind of happening then they panned the inside of the car which is an old station wagon but it kind of has like Ghostbuster kind of vibes.
1: Like uh, like Twister, like Storm Chaser kind of thing.
0: Yeah, there's so much going on and you're like, oh, I wonder what this could be. And it's like futuristic, but not futuristic. I'm I'm very interesting. I think it's a driving sim. But yeah, it's going yeah. to be one of those ones where maybe kind of like a cross between Need for Speed and Carmageddon, Well, you get oh, to keep yeah. souping up your vehicle. But oh, you got to hit zombies or something along the way. Oh I god, can't really yeah. tell what was running around. But the vehicle looks mean, right? Yeah. So
1: could be uh, interesting. Yeah. And then one of the biggest updates or one of the biggest announcements from uh the PlayStation State of Play was that Sony is getting into NFTs.
0: <laughs> Sony's totally not NFT reward system.
1: <laughs> oh my god. So the PlayStation Stars it's like their reward system of some sort. So you play games and you can unlock digital collectibles and stuff like that. It's literally just, uh, it's literally just NFTs right now. Um, there's apparently other stuff that you can unlock like discounts and whatnot, but for the most part, they're just like, Oh, you can, you can win and buy, you know, 3d models of Sony's history.
0: So it's game pass rewards.
1: (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Like,
0: do you know how many contests I enter on game pass? Like, all you have to do is log into a Game Pass game. I won a $20 gift card off there once.
1: Did you? Yeah. You I've just never, get it, like... I've never won anything.
0: Dude, there's so many raffles that you can do every month. Hmm. Like, they give away, like, $20 cards, which is just added to your funds. That's a free game, man.
1: Yeah. Um, a few other quick games. A game called Sin Duality. It's, uh... Looks like some sort of like mech based anime shooter type thing. Looks kind of cool. Yep. Mechs are cool. Um, Stellar Blade, which used to be called Project Eve. Uh, yeah, this, do you
0: remember what uh, I remember watching this trailer? I was like, Where have I seen it? this? Was one of the original tech demos from the PS5.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, because I remember looks that guy's cool. face. This reminds me of a lot of, um, Metal Gear Rising. Did you ever play that game? A little bit. That was like the hack and slash like spin-off Metal Gear Metal Gear game. Uh the funny thing about that game is uh the final boss, his his name is Armstrong. That's funny. <laughs> um, so that's coming out uh in 2023. It's going to be a PS5 exclusive. Uh Sony should or Microsoft should sue Sony for that. Um, they should this also one... sue for this one. This, <laughs> this one looks one, cool, though. This one does look cool. Um, Rise of the Ronin. So, not to be mistaken with the, the uh, the Avengers Ronin, the Avengers Ronin, or um, the last Ronin with uh, what's with, uh, with his name, Canna Reeves.
0: Isn't Ronin a concept?
1: Yeah, uh, it's Pretty much a, I don't know, it's like a Japanese, like it's a hack and slash game that takes place in Japan during. It's, it's, during honestly, what? it's like three the, games combined. Yeah, it's it is.
0: Fucking Ghost of Tsushima, uh, it's um, Assassin's Creed, and it's just every other game. Every, yeah, but it, it's yeah. sorry, two games combined. It's Ghost of Tsushima and it's Assassin's
1: Creed. Yeah. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is coming out with a con- a controller, it looks and pretty sick. then did they? Oh, they just released a new trailer,
0: story trailer.
1: Yeah, story trailer for God of War Ragnarok, which you know I should probably play the first God of War.
0: Yeah, well, you should go on over to uh, howlongtobeat.com and figure out how much time you're going to need to set aside because that game comes in no- out in November, and okay. if I am set up correctly. By that time, I might be doing a stream for it.
1: Well, maybe I'll just watch it vicariously, play it vicariously through you.
0: You know, you don't actually have to play God of War to understand what happened. Because if you go on YouTube, I believe there is a few different versions of the cutscenes all put together. And it's like an hour and a half movie. Yeah, yeah. So just watch the cutscenes.
1: But you know what the sad thing is, is that I don't think I'm going to get access to my TV for the next uh few months.
0: So you gotta do what I did. And just instead of giving up your TV, buy your significant other a brand new switch. And <laughs>
1: Okay. So that we're talking about right. Dream, Disney Dreamlight Valley here. <laughs> that cost way too much money.
0: Yeah. Um dude it cost me oh those fuckers at GameStop almost got me too. They uh they thought they could pull the fast one on old shiny boy here. So I like I was I was committed to getting my other half the new OLED switch. I was like, this is gonna be a great birthday present. You're using my switch all the time. We are going away. Do you want to install the game on mine? Type of thing. She had the Switch light, but because the Switch Lite doesn't have any sort of vibrating motors inside it, it makes a lot of games harder to play. Mm-hmm. AKA all them cozy games that need feedback for fishing or whatever. So I went out and got her and all that. Now I traded also away my Xbox One. Gone but not forgotten. I still have my Series X. I use that thing all the time. But I had an extra Xbox kicking around. And I took it in. And they were like, yeah, this will be like $75. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, it's an Xbox One. Series S. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> so The they thought it was an Xbox One S. I'm like, it's a terabyte, it's not 500 And it's white because it was a special edition. It's a Series X or Mm -hmm. Xbox One X. Mm -hmm. And the guy argued with me. I'm like, look at the serial number, dude. (laughs) Like it was the special edition Fallout one. And he's like, Oh shit, yeah, you're right. That'll be $190. I was like, that's better. (laughs) A lot better. So I got I got fairly good trade value on it. Um, but I will say the OLED. Switch versus my I think I have a V2. Mine's about four years old now. Mm-hmm. Very different graphically. The battery does hold up a little bit longer, but the screen does pop. It does look very good. Um, it also is a little bit bigger, a little bit easier on the hands. Like I don't feel like while I was playing with it, I was gonna like twist the console or break it. Mm-hmm. But all that console has played over the last week is Dreamlight Valley. And I'll tell you something For all you people out there Who are going to buy it for your significant other Or buy it for yourself Hear these words If you're going to buy it Before the game comes out Just to get early access Don't spend the 30 bucks. Just buy the full game Spend the $89 Do yourself a favor If you're a big Disney fan You're going to want all the extras You're going to want every little extra they give you Including all the little Disney money that you get <laughs> I know this for a fact because my significant other wanted all the extra stuff after she already bought the original one. And Nintendo argued with her being like, we can't return it. Like we've had this game for less than 24 hours. We accidentally purchased the wrong one. And Nintendo, I'm not sure if Xbox or PlayStation are doing it the same way, because if you have game pass, you can, you get access to the standard edition with Xbox game pass. Mm -hmm. If you go into the store and I want you to try this and let me know how it, it comes out, David. If you go into the store, I want to see if you can upgrade the game
1: to either on, option. On Xbox?
0: Yeah, because on Nintendo, if you buy standard, you cannot upgrade to the deluxe. Word of warning for all you guys. And if you have more than a few hours playtime, Nintendo says our saving well, grace was well, we downloaded the game and had no playtime registered.
1: Technically... Yeah, technically under the agreements with Nintendo eShop is that there's no refunds like regardless of any playtime. Um but they can still do it. Like I've got them to refund when I bought um Pillars of Eternity which was like forever ago and the game was like buggy, it had like say like it it was an issue and they knew that there was problems and there was going to be a, a a patch release but they didn't have a uh, a timeline for when the patch was going to be released. So they actually ended up, they did ref- refund me that. Um, but okay. So question. If she were to log into her account on your Xbox, does she still have all of like the deluxe founder stuff? Like, and does she continue on from where she was on switch?
0: While that is a great question. I do not know the answer would we try it on the xbox or the playstation
1: maybe well try it it's but free on xbox you can just download it and log yeah, in but I,
0: I just downloaded a bunch of stuff onto my xbox and i have to make room for two games in the next little bit nhl's coming out
1: <laughs> i got into and the closed beta for nhl did you really yeah
0: where's my code
1: Oh, I don't know. You I didn't, never
0: played that game.
1: I didn't so, even follow through with the email. I just looked at it and like.
0: Oh, hey. you jerk! <laughs> um, and I'm in the closed beta now for Modern Warfare
1: 2 because oh, I yeah. ordered it. I had that too.
0: Uh, did I get to play it? No, because it was this week and I was away. Whoops.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But let let's let's go over some Dreamlight stuff because I think, conceptually, it's done two things very well. It has done everything you like about Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley. It's a great cozy farming sim. And it's implemented that with all your favorite Disney characters. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Toy Story add-on that's coming out that was announced through the Nintendo Direct is free, right? Yes. That DLC is free. And most of this game will be free to play, but the Founders Pack gives you the additional DRM. Now, where i find this interesting and it's a point that i've seen kind of on the internet as well and i I wholeheartedly agree nintendo abandoned animal crossing a year after its conception it was still technically in its infancy for gaming i believe its last dlc came out i want to say 15 months after the game was released and that was it they were like no we're no longer supporting it so twenty twenty to t- like mid twenty twenty one, and then they were like, "We're not supporting the game anymore. No more in game events. No nothing." Disney Dreamlight Valley just was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. we'll take over the space." It's incredible to see now the game still in beta, is fairly glitchy. I'm sure you've seen it too.
1: I I honestly haven't. I've been doing things, you know, around the house and you know getting on with my life. Well, uh, she who shall not be named has spent the last two days sitting on the couch playing the game, but she's enjoying it. Um, And it's not to the point where I'm, I'm not hearing screams of frustration. Um, But when I do have to uh, stop her from playing so that she'll eat or something, I uh, usually hear her be like, I love this game, Disney. I love Disney. So it's definitely appealing to a certain type of, Gamer yeah. slash gender.
0: Um. Yes and no. So I, I made an unfortunate comment while I was at a GameStop. So I was buying the console and I couldn't remember the name of the game. I knew it was Disney Valley. And then I put like Dreamlight or something, just mixed it all up. And the guy looked at me like I was stupid. I was like, honestly, I'm embarrassed because I don't know the name of the game. But he took that as an exception to being like, hey, dude, all games are cool. I'm probably going to play that game. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying, dude. I'm literally saying I'm frankly embarrassed that I don't know the name of a game. Yeah. It's not like I turned around and I'm like, do you know what I do every week? I literally talk about video games and movies like it's my job because I want it to be for the rest of my life. No, this guy took it as like, yo, are you calling me lame for playing this fucking game? Like, No, dude. I'm literally looking for the card to buy it from your store.
1: Fuck. Yeah, that guy was just a jerk.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I like, do do I care? No, I play some pretty lame things, too. Lame games are cool. Yeah. I I honestly, and I I believe Microsoft's mantra is the best for it. Like, they don't care what game you're playing as long as you're having fun. Sony's like, I hope you're only playing exclusives that are about swords and fucking everything that we only like, and nobody else, because we're suing Xbox.
1: Wow. Was was the Sony CEO (laughs) just on this this episode of the Seen on Screen podcast? And another
0: thing, while I'm at (laughs) it, just because you guys can't get it very clear, Call of Duty should be our game and nobody else's. We didn't drop the ball. Activision did. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is my new character, Sony CEO.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I love You it. can
0: interview him at any point in time. All right. Just, you, you just got to. You know what? You can throw any question at Sony CEO ever. We can just do it as like a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Sony CEO. What is your favorite kind of cookie? Any cookie that does not include an M or an X, because those are Microsoft letters. And I'll tell you the worst cookie of them all, green ones. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> i only want blue cookies at christmas snowman cool trees bad
1: yeah that's weird <laughs> okay. He's awful yeah
0: okay <laughs> before we go actually what is your experience with Dreamlight so far or like is it just you've seen it in passing because you're not allowed to play uh
1: i've mostly seen it in passing because i'm not allowed to play i did load it up a few days ago um just to give it a try but it was kind of late and i didn't want to go through all the reading of like the, the beginning of the game. So, but you know what? Uh, sh- she's enjoying it. So that's the
0: only important thing. I mean, the last farming sim that I played like that would probably be animal crossing. Now, the one thing that I have heard from both my significant other and online chatter is that time is not nearly the constraint. It was in animal crossing or in stardew Valley. So some things do take time, like your crops take time to grow. But if you want to build Minnie and Mickey's house or Minnie's house, snap of your fingers, you just you pay whatever you have to pay or do whatever you have to do, and it boom, it's just built.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's not taking up parts of the story. Like that was the one frustrating thing about Animal Crossing. Like come back in twelve hours to build another villager's house. Not well, to just yeah. tra- time travel, bitch.
1: Well, that was like that was part of the whole uh, Animal Crossing idea, right? Because it was is real time based. I think if Nintendo had gone this this route with uh, Animal Crossing where they made it more of a live service where they came out with regular updates or if they had like an online store with like a road like they had like the Nook. Like you could use like what Nook tickets or something like that. Yeah. To to buy items. But if they had like an actual like online like rotating store where things um, and and actually made the game more of a service rather than just a, hey, this is what you get. Uh, the game would still be. Super viable for today, right? But I can't say I have played Animal Crossing. For more than like 10 minutes in the last probably year.
0: Oh, everybody on my island has moved. There is weeds everywhere. It's awful.
1: Right, because mm-hmm. a, a big p- problem was that there's like they they kind of dumbed down a lot of stuff in Animal Crossing, uh, like there's no personalities with the characters and and a lot of things that were in previous games they didn't include in that. So now, like with Disney and Game Loft, they've kind of taken what Animal Crossing was missing and and it seems to be maybe improving on it. Now, obviously, the game's going to be filled with microtransactions.
0: One thousand percent. Right.
1: But if you can play the game and do the story and all that stuff without having to spend, like, if you're not locked behind a paywall, like, if you can enjoy the game, no problem. Then, uh, you know, I could see this kind of taking over (laughs) Animal Crossing as one of, like, the, the top played, like, sim games.
0: The only thing that I'm worried about is the different like the biggest difference and i i think eventually it's going to get into what kind of content can be curated and created by players right like if you look at some games that we all love like the forza series Mm -hmm. especially like horizons almost every skin you can download and weapon or weapon tune-ups wow vehicle tunes you can download from people who have like created their own and uploaded them to like their Forza's website, right? With some games that have survived a little bit longer. And Animal Crossing failed at this because Animal Crossing let you download like patterns and stuff that other people created. But they didn't open it up enough that people could really create their own stuff and move it. What was the uh the app that you could use to make like turn pictures into things for Animal Crossing? It had it's like it had a companion app.
1: Oh yeah. Sti-
0: not, not, not sticker. It was Animal Crossing Camp, something camp. Pocket whoa, Camp. Oh,
1: Pocket Camp. Yeah.
0: And you could like go into there, you could create your own like shirt and then send it, send the code to yourself and then download it in the game. If Dreamlight Valley incorporates that, still lets you do your Disney stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe you get to create some of your own artwork or some of your own furniture or something. Look out. I, I
1: don't this know. This game's
0: going to be limitless. I don't know if they will or... just
1: because they're going to want to make money. Right?
0: They they are going to want to make money. And I'm okay with that. I think that's the whole design of the game. The problem is, or I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. But it's going to be the haves versus the have-nots. Think about this. There's four real places you can play this game. Right? Nintendo Switch xbox game or xbox playstation and what david what's the final one what's the final thing you can play this game on mobile Nope. thank you yep and what can you do on pc that you can't do on console
1: uh <laughs> you do a lot of things on pc that you can't do on console
0: but what's the main one that gamers love
1: modding stuff cheating
0: Oh, we're Sony. We don't like that. We're going to sue PC too. (laughs) But seriously, if you can mod it on PC and console players see that these things are, these games are being modded, right? Like your dress is better or your outfit looks different. People are going to be like, hey, how can we get this? I think if they do a little bit of a shop or build a shop around that, where maybe if it's like the Forza model where people get credit and then the credit goes into the game. So it goes into your game account. Something, anything. Like, do you do you remember how that worked in Forza? If you bought um, like if you had credits in your game, or mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of EA games, if you have credits in your game and you want to buy somebody's card, you're not paying real cash unless you're making a transaction on like eBay. Mm-hmm. You're paying your credits to somebody else. That's what Dreamlight needs. When the game launches, they need a shop that can trade in game currency for people who can create because creators are going to have a great time with this game. And they're going to mod the shit out of things and they're going to make like Mickey ears that have glowing blue from Elsa, that kind of crap. Or you're going to have like Buzz Lightyear wristbands and stuff. Like you're going to have all these things that you can create or that you can modify differently. And I think that's going to be what Dreamlight needs.
1: Yeah, the only thing is that uh it would have to be heavily heavily moderated.
0: Oh a thousand percent. You right? can't you can't just go out and be like, yeah, we're we're just gonna let penises like TTP would be insane.
1: <laughs> I would love to I would love to have that job. Just a moderator for approving things. That's that'd be a full-time job.
0: But at the end of the day, is it going to be enough? Like, I think that's going to be the differentiator in the game.
1: Uh
0: Once PC has access to it fully, like not while it's in beta, when the game is fully released, that is going to be the differentiator in this game thousand percent. It's going to put the game above everything, and it's ultimately going to, like, lead to the survival of the game. You can have, like, a three-year roadmap with this easily. Just like you do, like, EA games are always the same, right?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's same thing just different skin.
0: But yeah. Do you want to uh, do do a uh, a quick like 2 minute session on our first episode of Andor or do you want to wait till next week?
1: You know what? Let's wait until you've seen the first 3 episodes.
0: It'd be I guess p- that would be four. Four, four episodes. Yeah.
1: Let's see the first four episodes because uh, I I feel like based off of some of our discussions beforehand you're 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 because you haven't seen the first three episodes you are solely based off of the first one which i've told you is a slow burn so i think uh after seeing the first three and which will be four um this this past week then we'll be able to have a better indication on how you truly feel about where the show is going
0: okay Uh, i will give you that so uh, mark your calendars, everyone. On uh, October seventh, because we re- we record this on Wednesdays, typically for all you, we will have a a four episode breakdown of Andor, and uh, it'll be fun. I hope,
1: and or we won't.
0: Yeah, you know Get what? It? No, we will because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on the first episode. You've seen all three. we'll 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 have a lot to digest so we will we will talk andor. Mm -hmm. but that's what we're thinking about all these games that came out do you agree with us on any of the announcements that have been made do you think disney dreamlight valley is going to be everything it's cracked up to be or do you think it'll just be another animal crossing that'll die within a year you let us know for myself and david he's so cool We want to thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene On Screen podcast. charge of running a tournament or an event for a large group? Do you own a small business and need some custom gear? Well, Diameter Apparel can provide you with help from start to finish, creating, designing, and supplying you with a unique look that fits all your needs. To check out their latest designs or to find out more, visit diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com.